finds Draymond Green, reads to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Play Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Game 6 Clay Podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boys Matt and Chuck. And gentlemen, we back. It's the regular season. Um, it's been a couple games in, uh, but uh, here at Game 6 Clay, we took a little extended uh, offseason, you know, enjoy the ring night, uh, some traveling, some new jobs, some wedding crashes, a lot of stuff going on here for us three. But uh, gentlemen, welcome back. It's a pleasure to hop back on the mic. Uh, before we get back into does basketball and everything, as always, how we doing, brothers? We're doing great. We're doing great. Like you said, uh, new job. It's good to have our uh, international man of travel back with us. Um, I'm glad that uh, Matt was able to survive his weekend of uh, friends nuptials. That's always good. Uh, there we go. He's back off the IV. Got this all is, the color. This is my hand, like poking through the grave in the dirt right now. This is me coming <laughs> back to life. So. Uh, no, still. Matt's Chuck. got that old man. Uh, got that old man recovery now. He's he's getting up there. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a four day it's process. Man. For rising from the dead, we love it. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah, things are good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, man, you you already kind of hit, it, dude. It was it was it's wedding season, baby. In the words of Vince Vaughn. Um, yeah, I'm torched. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was telling the guys, I uh, both weddings were on uh, Warriors game days, the most recent two. So I'm a little bit behind. I've caught the gist of most of them and. Uh, parts of condensed games, but that just tells you how little I've seen so far. But uh, I, I'm ready to contribute with uh, expertise. So here we go. As always, we don't have any insiders or uh, what was the thing? We don't have any um, <laughs> team uh, associates or whatever, but we still got some good takes. Just, um, I just like three fans who watch there's games. three fans who watch games, and I think we know a little bit about hoops. So um, getting right into it, gentlemen. Um, the Warriors season is back. Warriors start off 2-1, and one, um, got a dub against the Lakers and the Kings. Dropped one against the Nuggets, but um, overall, first three games of the season, um, Steph Curry coming out on a tear, averaging 33. Um, the core six kind of looks like they did uh, as they ended last season winning a ring. Um, and then there's also the young guys. Um, a lot of a lot of balancing going on um, between development and, um, you know, kind of just molding these guys into the players we want them to be come, come playoff time. But, um, Chuck, sir, I'm going to start off with you. What are your takeaways from uh, the first three games? Um what do you like, not liked, um, just the uh, the basketball savant in you? What have you seen? Um, let us know, brother. Which, uh, take it away. Yeah, so I think on the whole, you know, like you said, 2-1, and one, got to feel pretty good about that. The Nuggets are going to be a really tough team. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has been so impressive. I mean, obviously, Nicole Jokic is amazing, but he played incredible. Shut down Steph on that last possession, which I don't think anyone saw coming. But I think, you know, as much talk as there's been about the bench and we're definitely going to get into that later. It's not, it shouldn't be lost on everyone. How unbelievable the starters are but like, they're just walking right in, getting right back to it. Um, there was a play, I believe it was in last night's game where they ran like a Keegan Murray, Chemezi Metu pick and roll, uh, Draymond and Looney were the guys guarding it. And all the other three starters standing around didn't even flinch to try to like offer help because they knew those two would just shut it down. <laughs> like, they're just ready. They're just back into it. They're like, everyone's roaring. Like, 
all the offseason drama is behind them. Like guys got their extensions, you know, Draymond's put shit behind him clearly and they're ready to rock. Like, like you said, you know, Steph has been unreal to start off the season. <laughs> he's just, he's just oh. timeless, man. It's incredible. And, you know, I think we've seen clay has clay's had some struggles, I think more on the defensive end, but what we, what I've seen from him offensively is good. I think he's being more proactive as a playmaker. He's, he's feeling a lot more natural than he did last year where it sort of felt like a lot of, you know, square peg and a round hole, like kind of ISO possessions that took away from the offense. And now it feels like he's more back into things. So that's been great. You know, Draymond's Draymond, he's making plays. He's shutting down Anthony Davis. He's running all over the floor. He's setting things up transition. Kavon's doing work. Uh, the one change I want to highlight there, and I, I think we've all kind of seen it is Andrew Wiggins is just, he's carrying like right up at this level that he, that we left off with in the playoffs. He's been aggressive. He's been all over the board still. Um, he's, he's looking for his shot, but not in an unproductive way. Like he's sprinting down, he's getting switched on the smaller guys. He's posting them up and going to work. And I just sounded like the ball don't stop guy, but you know what I mean? Like he's, it's awesome. Like it's awesome to watch him just be aggressive and confident because he's so talented. So, um, I don't know. What are you guys seeing? It kind of feels like, you know, business as usual, except for Wiggins, maybe, uh, stepping up a little bit among the starters. Yeah, like I, I mean, said, I think... Yeah. Go, 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 go. No, Matt, all you, brother. Dude, thanks, man. Um, no, I've, I've not seen a whole lot yet, you know what I mean? But Steph, I know, has just, like... We kind of predicted all three of us, if I recall correctly, that he would kind of come out guns blazing this year because there's just a, so much... There's such a weight off the shoulder of a guy who just led this, you know, historic championship run and the guy who did what he did in the finals against the defense he did it against. And so it's not surprising to see Steph coming out the way he is. And it's kind of one of those things where... Just like you were saying, the starters, I saw their, their overall um, plus minus this year is already absurd. But on a more uh, on the converse note, you know, the bench is the exact opposite. But these guys just they know how to play together already, which is sweet. And it's only going to get better because the only time we've seen those five together was the playoffs last year. Right. That five, that group of their, their starting mm-hmm. five. So it's going to get better and better as the year goes on. Um and Wiggins doing this this early is pretty much all you could ask for. Like this guy looks, from what I understand from game one at least, which is the only one I caught the full game of, he looks like a guy who came out of that series being told by everybody he's the second best player in this team and he's playing like it. And I'm, I'm, God, I've got some, if I had more money, I tell you what, I'd put it on Wiggins making an all-star team. I think it's a possibility this year that he makes a second one. Uh, but in more of a situation where we're not talking about um, – you know, the, the votes coming from the pop stars. So, so far, so good. I'm excited to actually catch some games going forward tonight, especially, you know, nothing like beating the Suns uh, ever and Chris Paul. So looking forward to this, but Gotham, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of would, could Chuck said, I think it's, uh, it's, it's great to see um, kind of validate what we saw in the playoffs last year, just how good this starting lineup can be. And like you said, they only started playing together really in the playoffs. And we saw that kind of come together as each round went by. But now, like, especially when you're developing these young guys, like you said, the bench has been a problem in terms of just defensively um, and what, uh, you know, what these young guys are going to do. And I think that's something that, you know, coming into the season, if you didn't expect something like this to happen, 
you kind of had your expectations were off. Um, these guys are 19, 20 and, you know, starting their NBA careers. James Wiseman's played for like 35 games in the NBA. Kuminga Moody um, are figuring it out. You know, I think that they're still trying to figure out their role. Moody is a little bit more, uh, I think, like season got a role. Um, I, I liked what I've seen from Moses so far this season. Um, but it just shows that, you know, this team can develop and still win games at the same time. I think that, um, like you said, Steph Curry, I think at this point, it's it's he's the greatest player in the league right now. Um, I think that there's nothing you can do to stop him offensively. The guy's getting to the free throw line now. I think he had nine in the first two games, and I think he still had four or five in the second one or the third game. It's the Kings, and averaging at 33 on pretty good shooting splits. Um, Steph's just he's gonna be he's gonna he's a walking 30 ball right now. And um, not saying that he wasn't before, but the the man is unsolvable offensively right now. Um, and you get you combine the fact with Clay's on a minutes restriction, Draymond's kind of playing himself back into shape. So the team, the starting lineup itself is going to get more consistent, more better as the uh, as the season goes on, and it just gives you that opportunity to let these let these young guys develop. Um, you know, I think uh, Jordan Poole uh, too. I think he's played uh, you know kind of manning that second that second unit. Um, you want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. I think that second that was it the Nuggets game. I think he had like three shots or whatever. Um, and then bounce back against Kings um, again. So it's one of those, it's just, it's a growth thing. And I think that um, that's what this season is about. I think coming into it, we knew with this roster, the way it's, uh, the way it's constructed, um, we're not winning a championship uh, with this playoff depth unless these young guys develop. And the only way you're going to do that is have them play in regular season games. Um, and when your starters can give you a, you know, 20 point lead to play around with, you know, all, all the better. So, um, I'm very excited. I think tonight's game against the Suns, uh, we're recording this like an hour before. Um, uh, so I think tonight's game is going to be another fun test, a good, good Western Conference team, um, a team that we thought that we would see last year in the in playoffs. Um, so again, it's just, it's really just, uh, it's a, again, it's game four of 82 and the season for us doesn't even start till April. So, um, you got, you, this is, this team's a walking 50 win team, um, just as is. And I think that that's, that's the floor. So, um, loving what I'm seeing so far. Chuck, I want to ask you, man. So first of all, Gotham fully agree. They're going to walk at 50. Um, I also agree. It's not any time to panic necessarily. I'm also a prisoner of the moment though. So when I think, see things that concern me, I just, you know, I'm going to overdo it. Shoot, keep me up man, at night. Shoot. I'm, you know, just it's again long weekend guys so give me a break um chuck the bench has sucked uh my my totally on <laughs> my totally uneducated opinion on this so far and my my interpretation of this is the defense has been really really bad uh and that wiseman kaminga have a really hard time playing together which is something that's a concern now and probably going to be uh a long-term concern as long as those guys are you know on the roster together so is that is that about it, Chuck? Or do you think there's more to it? And if that is it, can you kind of let us in on what's what's going on? So I think um, what I do want to say, you know, before we get into like the defensive side, and you know, we are early in the season. There's a lot of things flying around. There's a lot of you know, like you said, there's panic, there's takes, there's really nasty looking stats. Um, but what I do, you know, I try to look for the things that are like translatable things that are going to keep going like you know there are those signs of Wiggins's aggression um continuing and I think I think what we've seen early on out of Wiseman at least offensively is that he's kind of he's kind of been more directly assigned a role because you know we saw him that rookie year he kind of there were no expectations the team was bad there were no playmakers 
there was no reason to just not let him do what he wants. Um, now he's really changing his shot diet. He's getting everything around the rim. Uh, we are still in, you know, early sample size season, uh, but he finished 52% of his field goals as a roller, as a rookie. He's up to 72% now. Is that, I'm sorry, I, I got to pause real quick. Is that the most tangible thing for both you guys? Like his hands for me this year, both catching yes. the ball and finishing, yeah, it is 100%. like a night and day difference. And it was, again, one 1.4 games here under my belt this year. So, um, <laughs> but he yeah, is, I think it's a health thing and I think it's a confidence thing because he looks, he looks like more together. He looks more balanced, but he just looks like he knows what he's doing. You know, like there were certain moments where, I remember that one clip that went around a lot uh, towards the end of last year where um, I think it was, he took like, he got a pass maybe four feet from the basket uh, and Draymond was sealing off the rim and he just took a little jumper. (laughs) You know, like he's not doing that. He's going through guys now. Like he's actively being aggressive. He's going big on big and trying to draw contact at the line. And, you know, the free throw results are, they kind of are what they are, but I like that he's being aggressive like that because he can finish some of those. And um, I think that that's kind of what we're seeing is they're picking, they're saying, you're going to dominate in this area. We know you can maybe expand your game outside, but that's not what we need you to do right now. Um, But what that does also unfortunately mean is that he's sort of confined to that area defensively. And I think that's where a lot of the struggles for this unit are starting because so much of what they're trying to do right now is keep him in drop like deep drop where he doesn't have to switch because you know, with the starting unit, it's, Oh, you know, come on, get switched out, whatever he'll, he'll hold up, he'll funnel the guy and then he'll switch off and he'll be fine. Wiseman's not quite like that. Like he can get blown by. He's not going to have those great recoveries. So it's really the job of the other four guys to keep everything together. So he doesn't have to move away from the paint. And when two of those four guys are Poole and Kaminga, who are, you know, still kind of figuring things out on the defensive end, at least when they're off the ball, that's tough. And it puts a lot of pressure on Dante DiVincenzo, who's a great defender in his own right, and Jamichael Green, who's shown some pretty solid stuff. But that's a lot of pressure on those two to really sort of hold a defense together for that bench. Um, And on top of that, you got like the spacing issues. You know, it's just not the same without Otto Porter Jr., without Bielitsa, as many flaws as he had. He could stretch the floor. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that's sort of where you see this problem stemming is putting so much defensive responsibility on the veterans and then not really having anyone besides Jordan Poole who can hit perimeter shots or make plays. I like, I like what you said about the uh, the offensive part about Wiseman, though. Like, that Wiseman pool pick and roll has been, like, insane. And I think it's it speaks to what, you know, we've kind of seen in uh, Wiseman's development just in, just in terms of confidence with his hands and being kind of more assertive in the paint. Um, but I feel like the biggest – I mean, uh, Matt, before uh, – I don't want to move on from Wiseman before if you had any things, but I want to bring up Kuminga, like, just in terms of, like, wh- where do you see his role kind of uh, – settling in because it seems like you know Moses kind of has that you know three and D um kind of a little bit more polished player as of right now and his role kind of more um you know determined within within the lineup he's run with the uh, run with the starters um in the fourth quarters uh, for a couple of these games 
Um, you know, Wiseman's has he he's had his you know second unit um, play, and uh, I like the chemistry him and Poole have got. But you know, JK really uh, as great of an athlete as he is, and um, the potential that we all know that he has, it just seems like he's having the hardest time to. Uh, carve out a a space in the second unit, I guess. And so, I mean, Chuck, Matt, what do you what do you guys think in terms of what's the problem there, and what how do you see that kind of fixing itself? Because uh, he's too good of a player to be, you know, struggling on really on both ends um, as as much as he has these first couple games. I feel like you got two guys who want to be around the basket more than anywhere else. Right, that's where Gilbert's going to thrive the most. Neither of them are awesome shooters right now, and the goal for both those guys offensively right now, like I think that was used to that Gotham, right? Simplified role, right? Just the most simple thing you could be doing for both those guys over uh, Kaminga and Wiseman. And when they're both in the game, and again, just even in that first, that first game, whenever one of those guys is in the paint, it felt like the other guy was right next to him. And Kaminga has actually shown a little bit of ability to have some dump off passes there, which has been cool. Uh, I, I, it's one of those things though, that long-term that's kind of the concern though, is can those two guys be on the floor at the same time? as a four or five combo, if neither of them can shoot. And then if you're banking on one of those guys, especially Wiseman stretching the floor, why is Wiseman out there as a role threat? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I think it's, there's some weird, confusing um, aspects of those two as a duo. I am curious, Chuck, I mean, is that like a, is this a long-term concern? Is this something that it's alleviated pretty quick, do you think? Or is it just, you know, they're young and they'll figure it out eventually? I think, um, I think sort of the the real only immediate concern I have with any of these guys is, you know, that someone's someone's going to get the squeeze. Like, Poole's role is pretty locked in. Um, I think Wiseman is locked in, really, for better or worse, because he really is the only true backup center. Um, and I don't mean that to say that he's been, like, playing poorly. It's just that, you know, there really are no alternatives there. They have to depend on him a little more because they do have a lot of depth on the wings. Um, you know, they have... Dante, I think, is going to be an important veteran, a secondary playmaker, really good point of attack defender who can, you know, take the distraction away from Poole. And I think Jamichael Green is important to keep in there. You know, as much as I would love to see some Moody at the three, Kaminga at the four lineups, um, that also means Poole and Wiseman are probably out on the floor. And that's just, that's a lot to keep together. You know, I love watching all of those guys, but... um, the other thing too is, you know, we've touched on the minutes restrictions for some of the vets early on. I think once we sort of see them a little more unleashed, then Kerr can start to mix the lineups more. And that's where I think you can see him start to expand the rotation a little bit because I would, you know, I would imagine there are going to be some games where, <clears throat> you know, Clay's going to have to rest or maybe scale it down a little bit. And then you can plug Moody into a lot of those minutes. Um, you can even really plug him in as a starter you know like i love how ready he is for every game it's been a little rocky to start but um do you you think that like i feel like uh, moody's kind of playing time was uh kind of a debate on on at least a couple of these games i feel like he kind of was the last guy off the bench or one of the last guys to come in do you think it's more so that the coaching staff knows that he's like ready to go in whatever whatever situation you put him in so they want to see the younger guys come out or is it just like a you know we got a lot of young guys? It's just the way the 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 ball kind of rolls at this point. I think that is part of it. Like you know, if you if you know that you're going to get sort of this extra element of spacing from Moody, and I think you feel a lot more consistent about that, then you have to weigh that against 
sort of the inconsistencies you're seeing from Kaminga. But at the same time, I think Kaminga has shown that he's a guy who develops very quickly. Like he, he picks things up. So I think they're sort of seeing like, while we're in this, you know, early figure it out phase, um, why don't we at least give some deference to the guy in Kaminga who we know like will exponentially develop with these minutes and a guy that we feel safe about, you know, not getting cold or not getting, well, not losing his confidence in Moses Moody. If he's not, you know, initially part of that rotation, because, you know, Moses is, you know, not hitting the shots that we're accustomed to seeing him, but he's pulling up from like 26, 27 feet on some of these catch and shoots and he's hitting them. Like <laughs> the dude is limitlessly confident. And I think love it. Love that guy. Yeah. And it's great. And, you know, it's a good problem to have for the team that you have these guys who are NBA ready players. You know, they're having struggles right now, but these are guys who would be getting minutes on just about any roster. And so the fact that they're competing for this time is good for the team. And, you know, it remains to be seen if that has any sort of tangible effect on these guys developments. But um, I know, I think you, I think you see like it's a long season, you know, guys are going to, Guys are going to miss time here and there. Guys are going to have slumps. Uh, there are going to be lineup changes. So we'll see. You know, I I haven't seen anything that gives me no like confidence where it's just like, oh, you know, this guy does not look ready to fill this role because they're going to try a lot of different things with that bench. Do you when you say squeeze, Chuck? I said that a while ago. Do you do you mean out the roster or out the rotation? The rotation, not the roster. Um, I mean, no one's no one's roster spot is at stake right now. Um, I wish Anthony Williams was, but that's a different thing that I don't want to get into. Man, I wish we signed Quinn Derry, man. That was a yeah. That was uh, I was all about uh, Pat Spencer just getting the story, the lacrosse player to uh, good kid, uh, Golden nice. State story, but also yeah, that Anthony Lamb is not not great. Um, uh, one thing too that I'm kind of keeping an eye on is. Uh, what what kind of, what kind of has to happen for Patrick Baldwin to get in the game? Um, because I think he looked really really good in the preseason, relative to sort of like the expectations for how ready he could be health wise, and um, he's really the only guy I sort of worry about. Like, you know, maybe they start yo-yoing him with Santa Cruz when you know the G League schedule starts to pick up a little more. But he he's a guy I'd like to see him, you know, get a little run in those garbage time minutes when, you know, if Kuminga's getting, you know, 15, 20 minutes of rotation time, you know, does he need the two minutes of garbage time uh, in the fourth quarter? Like, not as much as some other guys who are just looking to, you know, build confidence at this point. Yeah, uh, I can tell you what it takes right now. Charlotte, second night of back-to-back, there it is. There's there minutes. you go. Yes, sir. That, that smells like a Draymond rest night. 100%. 100%. Uh, are either of you concerned about anything so far? I mean, the biggest thing for me is just still... Wiseman looks like he's so focused on verticality that he forgets to move. That makes sense. Like, he just... he the, the lack of timing on the defensive end to me is like... It's not just, like, bad. It's, like, it's kind of strange to me. Some of the, the issues he has where... He he's not cutting off the basket at all when he jumps or when he moves, and he's so fo- it looks like he's just so focused on not fouling that he forgets 
where the defender is or where the defender is going or sorry, where the, where the ball is, where the ball is going. And I, I and just, I'm so curious long-term how that ends up because, you know, I've, again, this is coming off a pretty naive opinion at this point, but um, the net rating stuff so bad and the defensive work is just so, it's so palpable and so obvious the issues he's having. I just don't know. Yeah, I'm the overreactor. 100%. I always have been. I always will be. This is <laughs> it, dude. I don't know what this guy looks like in seven months. I, I It's it's going to get better, I have no doubt. But it's just, it just looks so far off right now to imagine this guy in a playoff rotation. I just, I just feel like, you know, I think in terms of concern, like as of now, no. But like with the wise and stuff, I just think that as a, def- as a defender, it's it's the hardest, you know, kind of part to develop as a, as a basketball player. I think we've seen that with... So many players, Steph Curry, it took him, you know, 10, 11 years to de- develop into a, a decent defender. And Clay, when he came in as a, as a two-way player, it took him time. Um, same with, like, I, I guarantee you there's, like, a number of players that it took time to develop. So for Wiseman right now, like, I, in terms of concern, I don't think, like, the, the numbers are, are what it are or is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, th- I really just think that it's game four um, or coming up on game four the the concern is going to start coming in by all-star break if you know some of these things haven't gotten better um where do you see this going but for right now i think this is is what you should like what we should have expected coming in um i think that we knew what we were getting with uh, with a guy like wiseman um just the lack of playing time um the injuries um so for him just to stay healthy and you know make it through the the, the training camp summer league um, and now, you know, kind of start to develop into a rotation player is he's right on track with what I think the development phases was going to be. And, uh, like the way I'm looking at it, like this, the, nothing's a uh, concern until, you know, March, March or April, when you're serious, when you're really starting to, um, you know, dive deeper into that playoff rotation, um, just a, because, um, you know, the starters pool of they, you know, that you can win any game, um, if, if you need to uh, put those guys out there. Uh, so it gives you that luxury to let these guys, you know, learn, um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to come out playing like the Kemi Mutombo, um, you know, game four of the season. Um, if you can do that game 35, game 40, um, that's just the, the progression you're going to see. And I think that, you know, it sucks that, you know, Twitter and all, a lot of the fan base, it feels like is, is not necessarily overreacting, but kind of reacting to, uh, not, yeah, Matt, you too, not like a, not like an overreacting kind of thing, but more so just like a, wanting to see the fruits of the, of the development when, you know, it takes time and we're going through that, like that, that phase right now. And um, it's, it's really just a wait and watch and hope just each game that, you know, you just get a little bit better and um, by, by ground round one game one, uh, that's, that's, that's when the start they should be. So um, I got no concerns with the team right now. I, I really think that the luxury that they have with um, a coming off a chain, I, I really want to underscore how like, huge it was to win that championship last year in terms of just you know starting off this this like dynasty 2.0 is the way i kind of look at it um so to have that championship under your belt and to still have so much room to grow with these young guys already having a a just proven core that you know you can go out there and win any game for you um this regular season is gonna be fun i i i i I tweeted it out a couple days ago but i was uh going back and forth with um that one dude, Jim Park, I think it was his thing, and the big, He's big, the uh, best. big, uh, big Kerr rotation monger, and uh, like hate, like big Kerr hater, whatever it is. Um, but I was basically like, yo, like it's development takes time. You're gonna, you might mortgage, you might mortgage a couple regular season wins, um, to develop, um, you know, play these guys a little bit longer than you might need to, but 
you know, if you lose game 36, uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you can, if that makes sure that you can play in the playoffs, I'm all for it. So that's, that's really, that that's my biggest concern, I guess, is, is can you, can they develop right on time? But everything you've seen so far, I feel like they've, they, they're on the right track. So, um, no, no, uh, no reactions or, or reactions from here. I want to hear your thoughts in a sec, Chuck. I just want to commend Gotham real quick on consistently being the steady ass wait till the clock is up to make a decision moment. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Russ the other night versus Portland. Like I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm trading everybody with 10 seconds left, 15 seconds left. I'm shooting <laughs> the mid range. I'm breaking that thing back iron. Gotham is like Steph working the paint for a minute, with the, working the clock and finding some dump off pass at the very end for a layup. At the, the end, button. bro, you got 24 I've seconds, bro. There. You don't have to make a decision for 23. You're good, bro. You're good. Chuck, you pull up from 30, you still probably make it. Chuck cool. is like, uh, he's Darvin Ham watching me shoot the shot, probably losing his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. But anyway, so, um, Chuck, where are you out with all this, man? And again, I also want to say it's, it's for all the people freaking out, freaking out, freaking out, like, hey, this team's bone. This is the best position to be in because Gotham's totally spot on this team is relaxed and they need to be relaxed. And this is the best position to be in. They are, they're going to lose some games like this because they're, they're rolling out like five man units that they're not going to play in the yeah, playoffs. They're You know, Kerr plays like eight guys in the playoffs. Like it's, it, this is all about just finding what works for April. Exactly. Good, bro. It's October. hundred percent. So Chuck, where are you at though, man, with the whole, with that, just everything right now. And I think you, I think you said it really well there. Like, um, when we get down to it in the playoffs, it will probably be an eight man rotation mm. and you've got the core six. You've got the two veterans they added in DiVincenzo and uh, Jamichael green. And I think really the question that this warriors staff has to answer uh, throughout the regular season, besides can they keep everyone healthy and engaged is are any of these young guys going to take one of the spots um, from DiVincenzo or green because it's not the end of the world if they don't. You know, those guys are both really good. Uh, they've showed a lot of stuff early in the season. I think Jamichael Green's going to be a really fun sort of spacing guy to have in there. Um, especially when you go with some Draymond at the five lineups, you know, he can slide in there, be the four. You got like two big physical mobile guys. Um, and, you know, Dante is, Dante is an elite guy getting around screens. So when you're going to have a ton of minutes of, you know, probably a full 48 of Stefan Poole in the playoffs. You got to have a guy out there who can get around those screens and take the pressure off them. So, you know, nothing, nothing I've seen so far is really like overly concerning. And if anything, there have been, you know, sort of some surprising positives with Wiggins keeping things up like he is, Wiseman sort of finding a groove on offense. Yeah, I think you kind of hit it. I, I like the idea that this team's deep enough for the youngsters to not pop and the Warriors to still have a chance. It's a pretty good position to be in. And like you said, eight-man roster, they have eight guys. So um, they're they're in a good spot long-term. And I'm, I'm again, looking forward to a fun season. With that being said, we're going to wind down in just a moment. Uh, Gotham, you said this team walks to 50 wins. I'm guessing you're going to guess a little higher than that. Let's get some quick little record predictions, boys. What are you guys thinking? Chef, let's start with you. What do you think we're getting this year? I think, what was it, 53 last year? Um, yeah, 53. That seems like a really fair mark. I think they might end up – I think they might end up losing a little bit of that because, you know, they sort of sort of really had some magic together with that bench, but I think we're going to see a lot more health out of the starters. So ultimately I think they end up right around 
51, 52. Uh, I think you're going to see a little more leeway with the bench guys as, you know, like I said, they try to figure out who can potentially take these spots. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, I think as long as this team is, you know, able to avoid any serious injury, like you said, Gotham, they're going to walk to 50. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've uh, always been a homer. Um, I It's going to take a lot of me to not say at least 60. I genuinely think that they have the time to do it. Um, I'm going to draw a line at maybe 56, 57. Um, I, I do think that there are going to be some uh, some games this season where uh, they lose just, um, you know, developing young guys. Maybe might, maybe might play them a little longer than, than need did. Um, um, and, you know, there's just going to be clunkers along the way. Um, so I'll, I'll draw the line at 56, but I genuinely think that this team has, is a 60 plus win team. Um, this, this court, the starting five is the best. I, I would say I'd put them against any other team in the league. Um, I love, uh, Steph's playing on an unreal level. We're still getting Clay and Draymond back to, uh, full, uh, conditioning. You know, Lou is looking great. JP's there. Wiggs has been amazing. So, uh, with those six guys, uh, you can win any game out there. So I'll, I'll draw it at 56, but, uh, you know, I'll take the over on that. I like it. 56 sounds nice. What did they do in uh, 15, 16? Is that 73? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Take that. <laughs> 73? I love it. No, I, I kind of like uh, I like where Chuck's at. I, I think before this, I probably would have said right around where you are, Gotham. But I think just given the lineups they're throwing out there, and I think the idea that these guys really know who they are, I don't think it's going to be some super competitive season in the sense that I think, you know, to quote, you know, the immortal Steve Kerr, I don't know if they're chasing wins um, this year necessarily. So I don't think they're going to push Steph at all past 34, 35, 36 minutes. They really don't have to. Um, Granted, it's going to be tough in the West this year because the West is so good and so deep. So we'll see how they're able to actually do that. But I'm going to say 54 wins. I think 54 wins is a good number this year. Chuck, it's not crazy off from yours. Neither from yours got them, but this is a solid 51 team. And if they gave all the shits in the world, I think uh, I don't think it's crazy to say approaching or surpassing 60, man. I love that, dude. So who knows? We are, we are so predictable. Like I'm going to have the most conservative guess. Gotham is going to have like, <laughs> the most sky. Most high, top. That's going to be in the take middle. over on it. Uh, no, nah, I love time. it. I love it. Um, but before we get out of here, man, we got uh, we got a game against the Suns tonight. Um, obviously, um, this is going to drop after the uh, the result of this game. But. Yeah, we, you know we we've done these uh, game predictions before. Chuck, Matt, what we got? We got we got a dub against the Suns tonight. Yeah, the people can either look back at us and laugh or be like, "Oh, uh, they knew yeah, something." Hey, if if they lose, maybe we'll we'll uh, get a get an insider and uh, we'll up our uh, collective um, IQ. I guess we'll we'll, re- we'll reach out to those in the know since we're yeah. fans. Um, but I think, man, Warriors' offense is rolling 125 points per game to start the season. Uh, I think. So good. Suns are great, but that's tough to stop. They look well on depth since uh, the boss man is back at home awaiting a trade. So, oh, tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm going one eighteen, one oh nine dubs tonight. I think they are just going to keep it rolling. This Phoenix team is has got a lot of questions to figure out. You know what? I'm going to say one eighteen, one oh nine dubs. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> I want to say 120-113, our Warriors, uh, going home with the win. Is it, they're on the road tonight, right? Yeah, we're going on the road. Hey, there we are. Yeah, so one, oh, they're in my backyard, man. What am I doing here? Can't check wallet, it out, man. Hit the, uh, can, whatever, Sun Stick Arena, Candlestick Arena, whatever it's called. Footprint. Um, 
Footprint, that's what it is. Um, no, I'm with you guys. It would be it would be off brand for me to say the Warriors lose. I'd never say that. Um, Dubs, one twenty two. Gotham, one twenty two. I think we get a nice, we get a Steph continues the hot streak, man. One twenty two, one oh, one ten, one twenty two, one ten. The defense ain't there yet, but um, got three Dubs, man. Three, uh, three Warriors Dubs. Uh, but as always, before we get out of here, boys, any shout outs? Anything you guys want to want to plug before we get out of here? Oh, as always, uh. You can check me out at Claytheist11. Um, I'm going to be doing a little stuff on the Young Dubs this season for a new site. You can check out uh, swishtheory.com. Had a bunch of buddies throw that together. They had the graciousness to have me do some dub stuff there. So uh, you can catch me there along with uh, outlookpass.net with my usual stuff. Um, but yeah, and uh, if, you, if you find yourself uh, on Twitter coming across any really... Um, really disgusting abhorrent stats uh please send them to me uh because i'm definitely gonna be keeping this compilation up uh throughout the season <laughs> how about you fellas um yeah i've been really really working on my gift game um so please mm, it's, uh, it's getting, it's it getting elite territory man it's getting uh, elite. Just, it's all i live for just so because I, you're great doesn't mean you can't keep working no there's exactly. always hey the warriors are striving for improvement right now and they're champions so that's how I'm approaching my season. So give it a go. Uh, I'm upping it to Wedding Crashers gifts, given my long weekend. So I've got Lord of the Rings, Dodgeball, Wedding Crashers, you name it. They're all coming. Okay, guys, you hold on tight. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Those Amazing. gifts are the best, best one ever. They pop up. For me, man, follow me at Gollum Rondom NBA. Um, follow Game Suits Clay. Um, I love getting into some of these Twitter arguments, so please, uh, you know, start start some beef. Let's let's <laughs> let's rip it. Uh, it was a great time arguing with you guys. Um, I love I love Twitter for that. Uh, but other than that, man, thank you so much, guys, for listening again. Um, we're back. We're gonna be uh posting this stuff on Spotify. Want to start getting these up on YouTube, um, uh, so you guys can check us out. Um, and yeah, keep following, keep listening. Go Dubs, man! It's gonna be a fun season. It's gonna be a wild ride, but. Uh, we got uh, all the uh, all the content you need right here at Game Series Clay. Uh, but until then, thank you guys for listening and peace. And that'll do it. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final for the second straight year. They eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win Game Six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.